Hello, and welcome to another Emory podcast. I'm James Herndon, uh, Director of Debate Programs, and with me is Kristen, NDT Octofinalist, um, Emory Rising Junior, Kristen Love. Hi. <laughs> welcome, Kristen. Um, Thanks. Uh, yeah, Kristen. Oh, also NSDA semifinalist, uh, Sage Ridge, uh, Utah uh, <laughs> alum. Not Utah. Not, oh, I'm sorry. Utah, Nevada, same thing, really. No. <laughs> so uh, we were going to talk today about uh, terrorism DA, which uh, is going to be huge in the high school topic. I was looking through some, like, camp files, and obviously the Indy <laughs> did one, but all the other camps did, and um, it was the number one question I got at the Audi from those high school kids. They were like, how do we answer the terror DA? And so when I had you on, I thought we could talk about that. So um, you want to just jump right in? you have any yeah, opening thoughts? Sure. You lead us in. All um, right. The terrorism DA, the kids I coach, I told them it was the most likely DA they're going to have to answer. So Audi kids have their heads in a good place. Agreed. Um, so you have tips, you have thoughts. I have thoughts. All I don't right. know about tips. Okay, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll go ahead with some thoughts then. Uh, well, the first thought I had about the terrorism DA, sort of conceptualizing it like as a whole, is that unlike I think a lot of the disads people are used to debating, the to me very significant portion of the debate happens at an impact level because what makes the terrorism DA interesting is um, it's. I think a very probable form of impact in the sense that like terrorism is this, it's a real thing like we hear about it on the news all the time it happens but it doesn't happen Ter- terrorist, in breaking news terrorists exist yeah yeah, got it. but it doesn't happen in the way that we talk about in debate which is you know the whole world is going to explode and your parents and children are going to die in front of your eyes and like that sort of thing doesn't happen but terrorism is a very real phenomenon which you know when you think of like how we conceptualize impacts in debate are they probable are they big are they happening now will they happen fast sort of sits in this weird middle ground where it's like, it is happening and it's not escalating. Which means, to me, the very most important thing to consider when being affirmative against the terrorism DA is like, what impact are you going to go for against the DA and how do you understand the relationship between those two? And it's like, I don't know, you can be a sophomore at camp and know that impact framing and impact calc is sort of where most debates are won. Yeah. But... It gives you a cool opportunity to think about the way different impacts interact. So I'm I'm of the opinion that this is perhaps a tip, that the best thing to do in that scenario, or at least the way I think I would write a 1AC is, um, or at least a like, very straight-up policy 1AC, is to have an impact that is large and guaranteed to be large. So... You know, global warming, nuclear war with Russia, the types of scenarios where the question of will it escalate is sort of moot because it, the impact in itself is big, it kills lots of people. And I think to me that's strategic because that's what the t- impact of like nuclear terrorism or biological terrorism lacks. And if you can, I think, focus a debate about impacts in the sort of quadrant of impact value that the other team's impact doesn't have that usually is beneficial so like you know if someone's ready a global warming impact this is why you are often go for impacts that happen more quickly because warming might be big but it's prolonged i think the same Mm -hmm. thing is true in most impact calc debates and i think the thing to do against the terrorist terrorism da is then read a very large impact that certainly kills lots of people because i don't think terrorism will okay so like um terrorism increasing now um Sorry about that. Um, so, terrorism 
it, let me rephrase. It's a it's, thing. It's, it's a, it's a, yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's really cool. I, when I, I'm thinking about it now, it's like, we have, there are really good cars that terrorism is highly probable and likely. Well, because it and is. And there are people that are going to want to kill us. And then there are really there good are. cars that are like, <laughs> nuclear terrorism would be really, really awful. Would be awful. the worst thing ever. Uh, really awful. Worst uh, thing ever. And so that, that's good. So not just your aff, but also focusing on the gap there. Yes, and I think that 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 to me is like what strategic, where you should find some sort of like strategic um, avenue into like doing impact comparison because those two claims do not matter without a connection between the two. And it's like you know mm. there are people who think that terrorists have nuclear bombs and they're capable of using them, but I think the majority and the more qualified opinion on that side of the debate is that they don't have either the capacity or the materials to create nuclear weapons that would, in some mass form, like, cause serious destruction. And if that's true, then you need an impact that does that. For example, Russia, they can probably do that. They've got a lot of nuclear weapons. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, keep it in on the impact level. Do you have a you have a go-to terrorism defense card or like argument? the Mueller cards? The Mueller cards. Yeah. They're pretty so maybe, good. That's kind of old. Um, they're... There are the ones that I'm not thinking about. I could look, but I think I don't know. The, so I think um, the cool thing about most terrorism impact defense cards that I've always liked is most of them seem to be very layered with a series of warrants, mm-hmm. um, which is why I like those Mueller cards are good, for example. But I think a lot of the like bio terror defense cards are also this way. They say bio terror will fail. Here are. 15 reasons. And I've always liked those um, pieces of evidence because I feel like when you're giving a 2NR or a 2AR or whatever speech where you're extending those, it gives Mm. you the opportunity to be like, here are the 10 things they have to disprove Mm -hmm. because any singular one of them is reason why it won't happen. And I think that is a very effective way of creating like a staunch wall of impact defense. Mm. I think a lot of the terror impact defense cards are written that way. So you have to answer... You know, do they have the material? Do they have the ability to assemble the material? Once they've assembled it, can they transfer it? Once they've transferred it, can they set it off? If they've set it off, can they set it off in enough places that would cause us to, like, identify an attack? Would we retaliate? And I think you do have to win that we would retaliate to Mm -hmm. actually have, like, an extinction-level impact if there's ever such a thing. And for most of these Fs, they have to do all that stuff on American soil. Yeah, exactly. And it's like... That is a lot of links in the chain, which is why those cards that say, you know, the conglomeration of those things are super useful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's maybe underutilized in some debates. I think we have, you know, Ben Dean, one of our seniors, is amazing at this. He'll give a 2 AR that's just five, six minutes because we're in college, six minutes of one impact defense card. But it's because that's such a sort of like resilient form of argumentation if you layer it that way. And I think the Mueller card and some others in that general category do that. Yeah, I like that. Um, let's let's. Uh, I hinted at it. Let's take a step back. Uh, back any any AF stuff on the gap between what the AF is and what the internal link? Because most AFs that I've seen are you know mega uh, you know big data. Yeah. Or, um, I was thinking about this um, when I when you asked me to talk about this in terms of, like, where does the AF get offense? Mm -hmm. And there is certainly... I haven't done it, but I'm sure there's advantage ground to be explored on this topic about switching surveillance tactics. Mm -hmm. So I know um, the mass surveillance AF that the ND put out 
has some evidence it's like we would shift to targeted surveillance. Mm -hmm. And there is, I'm sure, some at least mildly topical F that reduces surveillance in a way that shifts our counterterrorism strategies or even just our intelligence gathering strategies in a way that probably is helpful for preventing terrorism. There could be an argument that's like mass surveillance is more likely to cause... You know, anti-American sentiment, which causes lone wolf terrorists to identify strongly with ISIS's message and do things like bomb places in Texas. I mean, there's got to be an argument out there that exists as to why a way in which we engage in surveillance Mm. makes terrorism more likely or shifting could make our counterterrorism more effective. And I think advantages written that way are probably a preemptive or probably an effective way of preempting. I'm going to get back to that because I want to ask you if you oh, would write, oh, if you would write oh, no. a terrorism advantage. I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. No, no, no it's good because I, I have another thought. Uh, that thought is um, a lot of the link arguments are going. Yeah. I, I said this to a couple of kids. It's like they assume that there are these federal agencies that are just going to say, oh, my God, that was an Emory debate first. We were interrupted for a fax machine uh, going off. <laughs> this must have been from 1984. Uh, so, but we're back. Um, they assume that the these counter terrorist groups just stop doing anything. I love that. I the, the first thing I did when I started to think about this, I wrote down some stuff, and it was like link section. And the first thing I wrote was actually, "This is stupid." Yeah. And then I raised that. I was like, "I can't say that," <laughs> but but I guess I just did. You just did. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, it's like if, what? Are the Care. They they want to stop terrorists. Well, I mean the police. Let's just say a police officer is doing their job, and yeah. and then there's a new law that says, hey, you can't do this particular thing to, you know, survey for drugs. It's not like the cop. Yeah. This is like, oh well, they look for new legal ways yeah. to do it, and they could be just as effective if not. I, there, there's no there's very little like throw your hands up, oh well, That's sort of my approach to stuff, and so. Uh, and then you've said the link turn. So some of the link turns I've seen are, are cooperating with allies. It's yeah, more the important. Intel sharing and that stuff. Uh, you know, more because it's more likely to be foreign, so you can use some of that internal links. Um, be- better tactics we were talking about. Uh, what else? What are what are some other link turns you've saw or heard or thought about? The other one that came to me intuitively was like an anti-Americanism one. Okay. Um, the like crazy radical lefties. Yeah. Is that offensive? Um, are overwhelmed and outraged by, you know, our spying policies. Yeah. And a lot of the, I think, literature that exists on, like, why does ISIS, have, for example, have such traction in, like, younger populations in westernized countries? Like, how could that be true? Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who think it's because of, you know, radicalism. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of people who are radical about NSA policies and that sort of stuff. That might be a stretch, but yeah. it appeared in my mind one day. Okay, so question we were at. Would you write a terrorism advantage? Yes. You're you're back to say you would? So, I don't know. It seems intuitive to me that if there is, like, one DA that you're knowing you're going to have to answer. Like, you go into... It it was like being on the transportation infrastructure topic, which I don't know if kids who are still in high school were on, and knowing that the state's counterplan was a thing. Yeah. It's like the first thing you were told in the lab when the 1AC was given to you was... This 1AC has an answer to the state's counterplan. Yeah. If you write a 1AC later in the year that doesn't, you're being stupid because you're wasting 2AC time answering the state's counterplan. Sure. It's like if you read a mass surveillance app or a policy app that decreases mm-hmm. surveillance, it's like the same way you 
understand that you have to answer a politics DA, you're going to have to answer a terrorism DA. Yeah. Why not preempt that and start a conversation about it in the 1AC where you control positive spin on it, which can be a you know advantage as link term or even just setting up an advantage that you want to engage the terrorism well, DA with. Because you said you led with impact defense. Well, you're well, you're, yeah, you're so, losing your ability to make impact defense arguments. Well, sure, but I think that's also one way of writing a 1AC that way. It's like the impacts and the advantages you choose to put in the 1AC can be preemptive and responsive. Okay. You know? An example? Uh, even if you... So, I don't know if this is true at all levels, but I know I have had this experience coaching. Kids, when they will, like, want to read an advantage or a disad and know the other team is reading and argue it with the same impact, yeah. they're like, what do we do? There's the same impact. Yeah. Read a terror impact in the 1AC. Right. It doesn't, you can, you know, whatever, but it doesn't have to be, like, a we and terrorism advantage. It can be, like, an econ internal link with a terrorism terminal impact. There are multiple ways to do this. Okay. But it's like, then kids are like, but they read a terror impact. Yeah. Can we still read a terror impact? That messes with people more than you think, and it's weird. But it's like, there are different things you can do. I think that if you want to just write a 1AC with an, like I was said in the beginning of this, an impact that you feel like you can always beat the terrorism to set with. Yeah. That's one way to do it. If you don't feel comfortable doing that and you want to engage it more on the link level, just write the terrorism advantage. Yeah, like if you find yourself loving your link turns to the terrorism and today, that Yeah, it depends on what style debater advantage. you are. If you're Ben Dean, you're probably writing the impact defense 1AC. Yeah. Um, what about uniqueness? What about it? I, Just thoughts? No, there aren't uniqueness cards. I, I mean, know, the shells weird. that I've seen that are like... You mean the one you made? That's, that, that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a Stephen Wilde production. <laughs> okay. But, uh, I was going to say. No, several. Camp says, yeah. like, let, me, let me check out the Terra DA. Um, how does the AF exploit that? I don't know. I mean, it's like... Uniqueness in what part of the disad is sort of the question that matters because obviously everything has uniqueness. Well, if, but, I, if I'm neg, I'm the DA is going to be like, we, you know, we've been successful, and how do we know we've been successful? Well, you haven't been blown up. Yeah, see, you sleep you sleep safely because the government's doing a whole bunch of things you don't know about. Um, but I. I think the, like, link turn advantage we were just talking about gets at that. Well, that's, that's what I'm asking, though. How is it a link turn if the if the neg, the premise of the neg DA is, look around, we're secure, we're stopping the terrorists? Your argument is we're not. And I think this, I think this is where this whole, like, question of what does the status quo say about the future of terrorism in terms of, like, can it actually really, like, kill us all is interesting because should we interpret things like, you know, these ISIS attacks and bombings and, you know, everything that's happening in Europe, are those, like, preludes to a larger escalatory form of terrorism that we should be afraid of? Or are those just, you know, yes. kids being kids? It's like, how do you interpret that? And I think the NEG has an incentive to say that, you know, those are a prelude to larger terrorism. But if that's true, does that mean that our current like mechanisms for preventing terrorism is ineffective and I think those questions interact in a weird way and it's difficult to be on the right side of both of them yeah I don't know I think that the claim this is why I think of this debate from the impact level first because I imagine certain debaters like a young man I debate with going for this disad in a form that's like the link is a giant question mark because yeah. we have no ability to determine the causal relationship right. between intelligence and terrorism. Yeah. 
which means it's a even a point oh 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 one percent risk of terrorism happening. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Because you can't determine the length. Just think about the impact and winning mm-hmm. the impact level of debate. I imagine this disad presenting itself in debates that way a lot of the time. Yeah. In which case, it's like the questions of the uniqueness and the link are weird. You know, that's the note I wrote down, which is that if I thought of it intuitively, I'd say surveillance probably doesn't help us stop terrorist attacks all that much. But that is a difficult claim to win, given that the information that probably does exist about that is shrouded in secrecy. Yeah. And there's no way for us to be like, yo, NSA, do you really need to do this? Which means the negative will always have, like, a card that says it's important and we shouldn't take the risk. Hence, I'm back to Apex. Yeah, so I I then... That's why if you want to read an AF advantage, you need a good uniqueness argument. Yeah. Because if you don't, then everything you've just said... Yeah. ...makes it really hard for the AF. It's super tough. I think think the uniqueness thing complicates it both ways, but I don't know. Is an affirmative you writing a terrorism advantage... See, I wouldn't. That's my. You wouldn't. I would not. That's my short answer. Just because the terrorism, D, like, if you just think about the terrorism DA, what's the? Where's the truth lie? If I'm at the truth yeah. is, yeah, we're not getting blown up. I think so too. That's you know, comforting. I'm glad that we're opinion we're is just shared. not. You know, the world's a scary place, and there are lots of people who risk their lives for stuff. And I'm not trying to trivialize that, but as far as debate impacts go. The jump between what the NSA is capable to do and an existential level event. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm, I'm imagining week. this is the net benefit to some counter plan that solves the whole laugh, and then it's like, who cares if it kills well, if anybody? The counter plan solves the whole laugh. You're well, then you're, trouble, yeah, there's a problem so. anyways. But I just stupid well, just your, get less stupid turns. sometimes. I, I think your link turns. I think that I, I you would, need uniqueness for your link turns. You do. I I think that the best argument is that international co-op argument. That's okay. that, that that we're not getting the cooperation we need from Europe or um, multilateral organizations because of the hypocrisy with our domestic surveillance, etc. And that getting information from foreign sources is more valuable than domestic sources, etc. That if there's going to be a nuke it's not coming on U.S. soil. It's coming from afar, that sort of stuff. I also think it's pretty interesting that the better terror impact cards are like those retail, we blame people stuff. Yeah. And, so and s- intel sharing probably yeah, helps Yeah, and intel that. sharing helps with no, foreign attacks as opposed to domestic attacks. If I was going to write the AF advantage, I think my AF advantage would be... Intel sharing? Would, would just be like no risk of... a crisis level domestic event yeah foreign terrorism is where it's at okay. i dig it so it's that it. so you maintain your ability to make some of those impact defense arts you mean but you got to be creative you can't just read your mueller card that's like Agreed. media lies terrorism not that bad <laughs> oh, yeah, um, Yep, I don't know. I stand by the the one I see should be written with a strategy to answer the terrorism DA, but I agree that doesn't have to be, like, the yeah. link turn advantage. Sure. I mean, it's like, same way you address a politics DA. You should write a one I see, hopefully. It's beneficial to write a one I see with a trick to answer politics, or at least a way you want to beat the politics DA if you know you're going to have to answer it. Do that doesn't mean you write the it. politics advantage. Yeah, do you think terrorism is going to be the DA? Do you think there's a different one? I don't. No. I mean, it's like, what does every AF link to? The terrorism DA. Terrorism DA, politics. If you're reading disheads, those will probably be the two that people read. Yeah. I've seen some that's other attempts, but that's what I would read. 
Yeah, I agree. That's that's what the sort of hard. I mean, in one facet of it, the heart of like the debate about surveillance is over. It's do we really need this to keep ourselves safe? Yeah. Which I don't know. I don't know. The other thing um, I was thinking of in terms of offense in one ACs, and this maybe shifts away from the type of app that would actually have to answer the terrorism DA. Mm-hmm. But I think like critiques of terrorism and security policies will probably come into these debates. And I don't know if that's something you can like do in the 2AC, the 1AC, maybe it depends. Well, th- th- that's another option for writing an AF is, Just write is the 2ACK <laughs> so of terrorism and fear of terrorists is, is a great arg, right? Yeah. Um, like, you don't even have to like the K and read some of those really good those security K, yeah. internal link, takeout, offense stuff um, that we do a little bit too much. Yeah for it and that sort of stuff. I think there will also be, I love this about this topic, by the way, um, but I also think there will be, hopefully, a different tone of AF this year that exists in the sort of, like, policy, what we consider to be policy Mm -hmm. side of the community, which are AFs that talk about things like rights and, you know, the question of liberties and stuff. And it's like, I think, I don't know if those will stay around all year. It sort of depends. But I think they'll definitely exist at the beginning of the year, especially based on what camps are producing. Yeah, they won't. <laughs> you don't think they'll stay around? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tried. Tried. It's just not. It, it. The longer you are in debate, the more you think about the ways it could change a little bit to be cool, uh, and forget that. It tried. That people are only in it for three, four years on average, and Aww. they want to talk about uh, the world ending. The big, big, uh, like like this college topic. It's fine. Um, it's the first one that I remember, and I've been doing it for seven years because I'm only 27. Um, it's the first one that I remember being like, ugh, done this before. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I'm excited. I think, where I think, yeah, where I think that if you have never really had a big foreign policy topic, and I looked back at the college list. I'm excited because it is a while. Yeah. high school topic again. It, it should be. Really? Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to talk about that again. Yeah. At some point. Uh, last question I have about the terrorism DA. Go. Uh, impact turns the case. You know, it's kind of a two-bar component. Because I, I think the strength of the terror DA, if it has one, is if there is a terrorist attack, we would lose all of our rights. There would be an increase in surveillance. Yeah. 9-11 Patriot Act proof. How do you deal with that? Other than the obvious answer of those arguments are really valuable because the 1AR drops them nine times out of ten. <laughs> How do you do that when you're out? So if you want to lead with your first tip. Don't drop like, them. Don't drop them. Just that like, be, don't be, be that person. Yeah, the number of times where it's just like, well, I voted neg because the one AR didn't answer the card that takes out the whole F. Um, places to look? Thoughts on dealing with that? Places to look? I don't know. I haven't... Are you just like, fiat? I've, I mean... Yes and no. Okay. I don't. I, I've never been particularly persuaded by that. It's like well, we get to feel that the plan just keeps happening, so we wouldn't increase surveillance. It's okay. like obviously you don't get to fiat through everything that could ever happen ever. I'm not. I'm not really a believer in the extent of fiat okay. to that degree. But I think there is an argument that could be made that's like a redu- and you probably need a card on this. Maybe not. But like the reduction in surveillance. Um, creates some sort of cultural shift in government where we would at least consider either more transparent or a different form of surveillance or heightened like restrictions on rights and privacy if it happened again it's like it seems 
to me that most shifts that would occur, and, you know, fiat sort of obviates the nature of this, but most shifts that would occur in the coming years that would have to do with reducing surveillance would be coming as an effect and as an endpoint to popular demands to change our, you know, national attitude about things like security versus privacy. Okay. And steps in that direction might create a shift where even if there was a terrorist attack, I don't think it would be the response of let's spy on everyone again. Yeah. But you could all, so. just fiat it. <laughs> Go fiat. It's, it's, it's tough, though, because some of those, you know, neg cards are pretty good, but yeah. a terrorist attack ratchets up privacy restrictions. Um, I think that, I guess my, I guess the generic nature of those cards should be exploited. Yeah. Um, and then the president being different. Which begs some questions of the time frame of the DA. Donald Trump would definitely take all of Pre- our rights yeah, away. President Trump is gonna. <laughs> he'll just blame Mexico and start a war with them. But President, <laughs> but I don't think I don't think the current. Don't ever say the phrase President Trump. Um, that made me really uncomfortable. That's gonna happen. Um, oh no. I have not. Uh, but I, I just don't think Obama would sign another Patriot Act. That, yeah, that, and I think Norwood. in the instance of like another nine eleven. Yeah. I think there are too many people who remember what it felt like to go through the years after 9-11. That the same... I mean, I'm sure it'd be, like, catastrophic again and everyone'd be like, yes, take our rights away from us. We want you to surveil us. But at the same time, I don't think it'd be the same shift of let's militarize everything and everywhere ever. Yeah. I don't think people have the patience for that anymore. Too many people lived through Iraq to want that Mm. sort of militarism in our national attitude again. Yeah. Which means I don't think a politician would do that again. Mm Mm-mm. I mean, I, I agree with you. Just exploit the nature of how those cards will be generic. I mean, they're going to say something like, obviously, if a terrorist attacked us, we would, you know, do some crazy nonsense. But that's not a that's not a real claim. Well, it's a claim. It's not a real warrant. I think it's hard to predict what that would be, and there are tons of factors that control that. Yeah. Media controls the spin of how we would respond, and it's ju- it could be just as likely that they're like, you know our hypocrisy or our... Also, just like, so what? I think the AF is probably not a claim that all surveillance ever is bad. It's most likely written as, like, this type is bad, which means the terms case argument that is this same type of surveillance would reappear is not necessarily true, which is why those generic cards don't necessarily turn the case. Okay, so would be more surveillance, but unless your advantage is, like, surveillance is bad, judge... Yeah. You should be okay. You should make sure that you have advantages that aren't just... If our, yeah, if our advantages reduce, you know, mass surveillance, and the effect of a terrorist attack is now that you have to take your shoes and, yeah. and your shirt and your pants off at the TSA. It's like yeah. those two things do not necessarily coincide. And if you had, like, an allies advantage, like yeah, soft exactly. power stuff, if we were attacked again, yeah. they'd probably be okay with a little bit of a decline yes. in how the United States respected and responded to that. Um, yeah. So it wouldn't take out that internal link at all. Um, in fact, it might the terrorist attack might increase U.S. soft power alliances. Oh yeah, people would love us again. They feel bad for us. No one ever feels bad for us. Yeah, combine that with some impact defense, that that could be pretty good. And you know, any any closing thoughts? Anything else? Kind of went through your list pretty well. It's a I don't know. I'm excited to judge terrorism debates. We'll see. I think it's a cool impact to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good opportunity for people to develop a large amount of 
sort of very specific technical knowledge on something that's probably relevant. So mm-hmm. I think people should be excited to have the debates. It's were, cool. Were, were you surprised at all? Um, so when we were working on the packet, yeah. Ross Gordon and John Turner, known, Turner. known super liberal guys, <laughs> uh, you don't were like, they, were like, they said, we're going to have a tough time convincing these kids that terrorism is a thing. No. They're all going to care about their privacy. No, Turner's stuck in his generation. And I was like, no, no, Kids no. don't care about privacy. They surveil themselves. <laughs> well, and then that's what we asked on opening day with the thing. It was like, who here is concerned about Dear sharing God, that information? People, and no one. Because uh, people go out to dinner and they let Facebook know where they are, which yeah. freaks me out. Yeah. I don't like the idea that if I'm like away from my home, okay. people will like know where I am. That's, nope. that's too much for me. Says the woman who posted a bunch of pictures of herself in Scotland. Yeah. But it's not like when I'm... Okay, sure. But obviously my house was, like, locked down. I don't want people to know when my dorm room is unlocked. Okay. But it's like, ooh. Kids don't care. Okay. We've grown up in a time, and I think I'm maybe a little outside of that generation just because I, like, do have fully formed memories of 9-11 and such, but... Okay. None of the kids... Not a single kid at the Indy of 120... Raise their hand that said that they cared about privacy or their law, their being surveyed at all, which which surprised me. I, I but none of them were born in a time where privacy mattered. Yeah, they're all post nine eleven babies. They are used to the TSA not trusting them to have clean shoes, and that's just their lives. And face and social media and and putting everything out there, like you said, for the world to see. Yeah. All right. So. Um, Thanks for another Emory Debate Podcast. Thank you for Kristen Lowe. Anytime. The pride of Sage Ridge. Stop it. (laughs) You're mean. (laughs) And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks.